Before we get started today, I would like to take this time to say thank you to Lone Star Arms and Ammo for helping support the Sounder Podcast and True Hog Hunters Tournament. Lone Star Arms and Ammo is located at 477 North Sunset Strip in Kennedy, Texas, and is open Tuesday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. With a wide range of guns to choose from, let the friendly and knowledgeable staff at Lone Star Arms help you make the right decision with your next purchase. Looking to sell a gun or are in need of a gunsmith, Lone Star Arms can help you with that too. And with their new Silencer Shot kiosk, buying and registering a suppressor has never been easier. You can call Lone Star Arms and Ammo at 830-299-5552 as well as check out their website at LoneStarArmsAmmoLLC.com for updates and news regarding products and services. Also, be sure to follow them on Facebook at Lone Star Arms and Ammo LLC. Thank you to Lone Star Arms for all that you do for the two-way community, as well as all the support you have shown us here at True Ballistics and the Sounder Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wall Hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. i got a great show for you today. Um, some exciting news that I can't wait to share for you, but first we're going to announce our True Hog Hunters and Army Hog Hunters Tournament leaderboards for the month of May. Um, still got a couple weeks left of hunting, so don't count yourself out yet. But uh, right now our first, second, and third is the same for both the True Hog Hunters and the army hog hunters so we're gonna save a little time and make this short we got right now in third place uh dog 2016 with a total of four this month that brings his year-to-date total to nine second place squill team six the total of eight this month that brings his year-to-date total to 72 and first place again punisher honey total of 25 that brings his year-to-date total to 84 so so far, kind of a blowout for the month, but there's still a close race at the uh, year-to-date for the most hogs so far this year. Remember, we're going to be giving away a uh, Sons of Liberty Gunworks AR-15 chambered in 5.56 at the end of the year for the most hogs eradicated, submitted, and approved. Uh, I believe right now Punisher Hunting is in the lead for that. That's brought to you by our friends Lone Star Arms and Ammo. So, you got a hog problem. You're trapping hogs, you're chasing with dogs, you're going out and hunting with thermal. It's a great way to win some prizes. We're giving away a bunch of ammo this month for the True Hog Hunters Tournament brought to you by True Ballistics. And the Army Hog Hunters uh, is giving away, they're giving away prizes for 1st through 10th. So right now, you get signed up. You can do so at www.trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments. Pay your monthly fee, get signed up. You put up one hog this month, and you're going to win something. In fact, if you get fourth place, you're going to win yourself a pair of cryptic Wiley X sunglasses. Um, said if multiple people get on and shoot shoot one or two, you still got a chance because they're getting away prize for first through tenth. So get signed up today. Um, another announcement: we have been working on our on our website. It's Running a little bit better. It's still not 100%. Still a little laggy. Still a little slow. Um, if you're having issues, email me at charlie at the sounderpodcast.com and I will help you 
work out whatever needs to be worked out, get all those hogs uploaded so that you could still earn your chance at winning some prizes this month and at the end of the year. Um, that's going to do us on our tournament leaderboard. Uh, like I said, right now, Punisher Hunting sitting in first with 25, Squeal Team 6, uh, second with 8, and Dog 2016 with a total of 4 for the month. Um, big news, the news that I've been wanting to get to and I'm excited to share with you. This is news just for the entire community, not just you hog hunters, not just you farmers and ranchers. Um, this is something that we have been wanting to find a, 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 a solution to, a way to help out with since we started this podcast. Um, and it's there's a lot of things that take place that make this a very difficult process, but somebody is finally taking the step in the right direction, getting the ball rolling, and they are definitely going to need our help, like I said, not just as farmers, ranchers, and hog hunters, but as a community um, I think this could be a really big thing. I think it could help out a lot of people, and I think it could help incentivize hunters and trappers to get out there and, and do a lot more hunting and do some good with that hunting as well. Uh, there is an organization, a nonprofit organization that got started up, and I, I ran into this while reading a, a hog hunting article, and this popped up, and I did a little digging and a little research, and I found the website, and... and um, pretty impressed by this and i like i said i'm very excited i think that this is a step in the right direction they're just going to need our help because they are new they are young and uh there's a lot of hog hunters out there and if we all do our part there's no reason why we can't get the ball rolling on this so organization called feral hogs for the hungry their website's feralhogsforthehungry.com and they are supported by hunters and trappers who capture live feral hogs and deliver them live to their local participating USDA-inspected slaughterhouses so that that meat can be donated to the hungry. Um, They are currently in the process of doing some federal lobbying to make changes so that feral hogs harvested by hunters, guys like most likely me and you, who go out and shoot a hog or two every now and then, can donate that meat as well because right now like i said you gotta you gotta trap or capture that hog live you gotta transport that hog live and uh it's got to go through a a inspection process uh all that to where it's finally butchered um packaged and then delivered to a food bank or or whoever's going to be delivering the food to the needy quite a process and this all takes a lot of money so they're going to need our help funding um they do have on their website if you have a paypal account you can donate money now they are a non-profit so this is all tax deductible which is a good thing for you um <clears throat> it could be i mean 10 bucks it could be ten thousand dollars whatever you feel like giving they need volunteers they need cash they need help and that's where we as a community need to get involved and help these help these people out. Like I said, not everybody has the capability of going out and trapping and transporting live hogs. Um, that can take some that could take some money getting started if you have a, a legitimate trap. You know, <clears throat> it can be as little as, you know, three hundred bucks or so. It could cost you as much as ten thousand. 
Uh, some of these big automated traps get expensive pretty quick. And then you're talking about transporting hogs. You know, just a trailer alone could cost you if you don't already have one. And then fuel cost on top of that. If you are nowhere near a <clears throat> USDA inspected slaughterhouse and you have to do a little bit of traveling, the way gas prices are can easily rack up if you aren't driving a hybrid, which most hog hunters I don't think are. So really big step in the right direction. I'm excited about this. Um, I'm I'm more excited that they understand, obviously they understand that there there needs to be changes made in the system so that hogs can be donated that have already been eradicated because most of the hogs being taken out are being taken out, I think, by by guys that are just going out. They're, they got a feeder going. They got it on their dealies or whatever. They show up, sit in the blind. Um, hog walks out to the feeder. They pop off a couple shots. Maybe they get one or two. Um, you're, and I'm talking your average hunter. There are guys out there, guys that are in the tournament, Squirrel Team 6, Punisher Hunting, um, JB Ranches, the guys in the tournament that are going out and trapping and chasing them down on top of Jeeps and using thermal that are getting multiple hogs in a night, um, sometimes up to 50, 60 a month. And that's great. That's uh, that's awesome to keep up the good work. Um, <clears throat> that's a lot of meat. It would be awesome to be able to see those guys find a way to, even if they were just to, to donate a portion of that. Uh, if each hunter, you got to think, if each hunter was able to donate 100 Hundred pounds of meat. If each hunter was able to donate a hundred pounds of meat a year, we can we could feed a lot of people. We can make a huge difference. Um, I love wild hog meat. I may be different than most people, but I love it. I, I prefer it over over store bought. If I had to go to my grocery store uh, and and buy pork chops over what I already had in the freezer, um, I prefer wild hog meat. <clears throat> now that being said, I, I I've been processing wild hog meat for a long time my entire life pretty much since i started hunting my dad my uncle and everybody was really big into it so um making sausage is nothing new to me making my own cuts you know uh cleaning an animal putting on ice making my own cuts packaging it putting in the freezer is something that i've been doing a long time and i've kind of learned like how to do it my way to make sure that that meat is you know how to trim it everything else to make it really good <clears throat> as well as how to cook it, you know, uh, that that's a obviously a big part of it. How you prep it, you know, maybe you let it marinate for a day or two before you cook it, and then when you cook it, you cook it really slow. Um, <clears throat> there's a there's a lot that takes place, but there's nothing wrong with just some good old ground pork as well. You could do a lot with that, from you know, sausage and eggs in the morning to you know making i've even done my spin of spaghetti and all that instead of using hamburger meat i've used ground wild pork and it's actually really good um done correctly so there's a lot of things you could do with wild hog meat it is meat it will fill somebody's belly and uh you'll be doing something really good and, and feeding somebody in need and i think that this is just a huge step in the right direction. I'm happy to see finally something going on, but they need our help. <clears throat> Again, that is feralhogsforthehungry.com. You can check them out. The money donations, I know a big question 
for most people is where, if I donate money, where is it going to go? Um, so there's a few things they're trying to get. Number one, they're trying to get a, uh, bounty made so that, uh, hunters and trappers can get a little bit in return for their efforts. Um, like I said, we just went through all the, the process of, you know, possibly paying for a trap, paying to transport that hog, paying to bait the trap. You know, if these guys were to get a few dollars a head or maybe a, a few cents a pound or something like that, however it may be, um, it would incentivize and encourage, I think, more more uh, trappers and hunters to get involved and keep them involved and uh, bring more meat into the organization and help out more people. Um, on top of that, um, to, uh, to process, you got to take it to a processing plant that's federally inspected. They got to inspect the live animal. They got to butcher the animal and then they got to inspect and package the meat after all that, that that's time, that's money that has to, that doesn't just pay for itself. That's got to be, you know, all your donations are going to help in that as well. And then on top of that, um, which is what we're trying to do right now, we got to advertise this and get this in the community so that the hungry can be served in those communities. You know, no one's, if nobody knows about this, then it's not going to grow and it's not going to be successful. Uh, advertising does cost money, whether it's a billboard, whether it's a commercial or a newspaper advertisement, that all costs money. Um, so every little dime that you can push towards this is going to help them out. And I hope that, Hope that we can all do a little bit. I'm trying to do my part by giving the word out there. If you got 10 bucks that you want to throw at this thing, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's get people involved. And uh, let's kill two birds with one stone. Let's knock these wild hogs out. Let's get the population down. And let's feed hungry mouths in the process. There's no need for this meat to go to waste. There's nothing wrong with it. I've been eating it my whole life. And you may take one look at me and say, well, look what it's done to you. But in reality, I'm just ugly. <laughs> it's it's really good. I, I Highly encourage you. If you haven't tried it, give it a shot. If you had the opportunity, um, it's out there. Uh, even if you don't have uh, the ability to go hunt, there's a good chance you could find somebody that will be more than happy to hunt one for you. They might not clean it for you, but they'll bring it to you, get it clean, or take it to a processor, get it processed. And uh, with the with the amount of uh, with the inflation and, and everything in the store with how much we're paying for groceries right now, it's a good, it's a good day to be a hog hunter. It's a good day to be a hunter in general, fisherman, outdoorsman, uh, to be able to go out and provide for yourself without necessarily pulling out your, your credit card or your checkbook. It's uh, nice to be able to go out and, and have the ability to feed yourself. Maybe just the cost of a bullet, maybe just the cost of what you're feeding your dogs. You know, if you're a houndsman or something like that, there's a lot of hogs out there. This is a difficult time of year because it is hot to be able to process hogs safely. Um, you got to be very fast. Basically, the moment that hog stops breathing, you need to get to cleaning it. You need to get that meat on ice. Um, and, you know, I know like during the wintertime and all that, we're used to stringing up our hogs. We take our time, clean them properly, uh, try to get every last bit of meat off that pig uh that you can, but this time of year, that's not always possible. Um, it's a good idea to maybe just get what you can. 
and be grateful for what you can get. Maybe just cut the loins off. Maybe just take the hams off. You can do so without even uh, skinning the animal. Uh, you can you can cut those loins out whole. You can cut those hams off whole. Throw them in a trash bag. Put them on ice as fast as you can. You don't even have to get the animal to do that. So uh, and then once you get that meat cooled down and you get to a, a air conditioned environment. Um, a place that's not burning up, you can get that hog, you can get the rest of that meat skinned out, cleaned, and uh, put on ice, and then later uh, cut and packaged the way you want it, and then put it in the freezer. So there's ways to do it. It's all work, you know. Um, the, the, the convenience of going to the store is obviously, you know, a lot easier. You're just going to spend a little bit more money doing that because you're paying somebody to, Process that animal for you. Um, but I highly encourage you to, if you haven't tried wild pork meat, get your hands on some and, and see what you can do with it. There's a ton of recipes out there, all different ways to cook it. I mean, you can make Chinese food, Mexican food, German food, anything, any Italian. You can do anything you want with it, from making your own sausages to just frying up some pork chops. There's all kinds of stuff uh, Wild pork is, is very good. It is a little bit more lean than your farm-raised hogs, and that's for good reason. These animals spend a lot more time on the hoof, and they don't have the, the same diet. They are constantly moving, but really good meat. I think, my opinion, a much cleaner animal than a farm-raised hog um, for the, just for the reason that they're not sleeping in a, in a pen that they urinate and defecate in. Like I said, these animals are travelers, and they're usually moving they are opportunistic creatures, constantly looking for food and water and, uh, and safe refuge. So usually if they are pressured on a property, they'll move out to another, another piece of property um, looking for water this time of year, especially within a dry climate like it is. Um, if you have any land on a creek or on a river, you got a pond, anything like that. you got a low spot that just happens to hold a little water after a rain, there's a good chance that you can find hogs there set up a game camera, set up a trap, get out there, hunt those hogs, get signed up in this tournament. Remember, www.trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments and uh, earn yourself a chance at winning yourself some prizes, giving away prizes every month, giving away that prize at the end of the year. And uh, hopefully we get this thing out there. We can help um, feral hogs for the hungry get them more popular, get them uh, to grow, and, and maybe you as a trapper can earn yourself a, a little extra bounty for trapping lives. So uh, that's that. I'm going to take a little break. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to the Sounder Podcast. Okay, guys, this week's shout-out goes out to our good friend, owner and operator of Punisher Hunting, LLC, Clayton Reynolds. If you are looking for an action-packed thrill ride of a hog hunt, then look no further than Punisher Hunting. Let Clayton strap you to the top of his souped-up Jeep and go chase hogs in the middle of the night through farm fields with AR-15s and shotguns. Believe me, it is the funnest hog hunt available, and Clayton will put you on hogs guaranteed. I have been fortunate enough to go on this hunt a couple of times now and cannot wait to go again because it will never get old to me. This past year, I got invited to hunt with a couple of boys in blue from Illinois, and we bagged over 40 hogs in a single night. 
Book your hunt today at www.punisherhunting.com and be sure to like and subscribe to Punisher Hunting LLC YouTube channel for first-hand footage of previous hunts. I promise you will not find a better group hunt for the money. Take a group of friends, take the family, take business clients. Everyone will be talking about this hunt for a very long time. Thank you again to Punisher Hunting and all that you do for the hog hunting community. And thank you to everyone tuning in to the Sounder Podcast. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the Wall and Hogs. Uh, earlier in the show, we announced our true hog hunters and Army Hog Hunters Tournament leaderboards. Uh, the hunters right now that are placed in first, second, and third are the same for both tournaments. That puts Punisher Hunting at first right now with 25 hogs this month. Second place, Squill Team 6 with a total of 8. And third place, Dog 2016 with a total of 4. Remember, you can get signed up at www.trueballisticsllc.com forward slash tournaments. Uh, start submitting your hogs. Once your hogs are approved, you earn your chance at winning prizes every month. Uh, throughout the year, and then also the most hogs at the end of the year will have a chance at winning that beautiful Sons of Liberty Gunworks AR-15 chambered in 5.56, brought to you by our friends over at Lone Star Arms and Ammo. Um, we also announced the Feral Hogs for the Hungry uh, nonprofit organization. You could check them out at feralhogsforthehungry.com. See all the good things that they're trying to do there. They need our help. They need our support. Uh, let's get involved. Let's get let's kill two birds with one stone. Let's go kill some hogs and let's go feed a lot of people with them. Uh, can't think of a better way to to solve that problem. Uh, help help uh help our neighbors out. So check that out. Uh, let's get back to just the basics of wild hog hunting, though. We are in the month of May. It has been dry down here in the south. We can sure use some rain, so don't stop praying. We got a little bit in our forecast. I'm going to knock on wood. Don't jinx us because we have been robbed here lately, but hopefully we get some good rain coming our way. I know our farmers and our ranchers sure need it. I got a stock pond drying up on me very fast, and... Uh, Really, really hoping we get some rain. Uh, the river could use it too. I've mentioned last week I am in the process of rebuilding my old John boat. This is a salvage boat that I found after a flood. Didn't do anything with it for three years. Um, I've been raising kids and working hard and finally got a little extra time, a little extra cash. And um, most importantly, permission from the wife to uh, buy a motor and get this thing going. And... Uh, Currently, about to order my 18 horsepower motor. I already got a, a mud motor kit ordered from. It was I got the Beaver Dam Mud Runner, uh, the large kit ordered. So it's, it's a 14 foot aluminum John boat. This is a riveted John boat. I have taken the the old transom out, so I'm doing like a complete tear down of this thing. I took out the the back and middle bench, making it kind of an open concept boat. Um, Keeping it light, I'm going to end up putting a subfloor in it just so I don't trip over the ribs of the boat and stuff like that. But the, the most important thing and the reason I'm talking about this is, and I mentioned it before, I've seen a lot of wild hog activity on the river from, from a john boat, from a kayak, and uh, I'm very excited to get back on, especially 
and I should have it done in about a week uh, from the time that I'm doing this podcast. And um, I should, let's see, today is, uh, today's Friday for me, and uh, I should have this thing up and running. It's not going to be finished, but it should be ready for a, a test run uh, in a week by next Saturday. If the weather cooperates, I should be on the San Antonio River driving around, and I'm very curious to see what has happened. The last time I've been on the river was last Father's Day, so coming up on a year, and I was kayaking, so I didn't, I wasn't able to cover all that much water, but I did in a short amount of time that I was on the on the water see a lot of wild hog activity, um, just where they've been. I, I, from when I saw them in person walking along the riverbank trying to stay cool, and I saw a whole lot of uh, wallers, a whole lot of roots where they've been coming in and tearing up the place. And uh, just over time, the riverbank has changed dramatically in my short life, and I'm really curious to see what it's like now that I can get back on it. Hopefully, hopefully uh, the transom all that stays together. My boat don't sink and I don't lose everything in the process. Uh, hopefully my uh, my mechanical skills and everything are, are decent enough to keep me above water. Uh, but I'm really curious to see and, and log, you know, the, the hog activity on that river. I'd like to, to get the GoPro out, maybe get some footage of them and... Uh, just bring light to the situation. You know, you don't see them as much during the day this time of year just because it's hot, but they do kind of crowd around those river bottoms in the shade, that cool river silt, that sand they like to dig around in, stay cool. Uh, obviously, there's a water source for them to drink. There's plenty of food down there. You know, it is dry uh, this time of year, and I know a lot of the crops are, are suffering from that, but at the same time, most of these 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 farms are right on the river river's edge, right along the river bank. So they have everything in a small uh, little little parcel of land. They don't have to travel very far to get shelter, water, and food, all the things that they need to survive. And so they, they, they thrive all year along this river. This is a very uninhabited river. You don't see a whole lot of traffic because the banks are steep. It is very wooded, um, very limited access, uh, most people that fish the river are dumping in at bridges. If they have a boat or a kayak, or they're simply just fishing under the bridges, or they have land. And even then, um, in my experience, you still don't see a whole lot of landowners going out there and doing a lot of fishing. Um, when I am on the river, I'm typically by myself most of the time. Uh, I could probably go out there and scream as loud as I want, and there wouldn't be a soul to hear me. So, very excited about that. Cannot wait to see what that brings. I'm going to keep y'all posted on it. Um, I, I've never ran a mud motor before. We've had that that 9.9 Evan Rude in the past. I ran a 25 horsepower. That's way too much for the river. This is a very shallow, rocky river. you got to be very strategic in the way that you run it. you got to learn how to read the water. But I think uh, the mud motor is a, is a great uh, – it's just a great – thing to have the only other thing i think would be better would be a jet and you're talking about the motor and the kit that i spent money on so far has cost me a little over like 1100 bucks and that's tax and shipping all together uh, if i was to go buy a jet motor for my boat i'm looking at like a minimum like seven thousand dollars in today's world and 
that's just not feasible for me right now. I want to keep this bill cheap. I want to, I want it just to be usable, and it's going to run shallow and I think do me a lot of good, and I can't wait. But that's going to do me on time. We're going to continue the conversation the John Boat next week. Hopefully I have it up and running, getting ready to go and hit the river. Um, but until then, keep praying for rain. Let's get out there and hunt some hogs. Don't forget, check out feralhogsforthehungry.com. Let's all get involved and do our part. Y'all have a good one. See you.